Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. I see my name in shiny lights, yeah, a different city every night, oh, I, I swear, the world better prepare for when I'm a billionaire. It's time to get down to business on the weekend's number one business program. Known as the king of networking, your host, Shalom Klein, has worked with thousands of entrepreneurs and created countless jobs. So, to success, let's get down to business. And indeed, we're all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here on with Get Down to Business. I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website, at sykline.com. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information you will not want to miss. So let's jump right in. I'm thrilled to be joined by Zach Larson of Intention Financial Partners in Naperville. Zach, welcome to the program. Thanks so much for joining us. What a thrill to be here. I am so excited to, to get to share a little bit and uh, hopefully help connect with some of your listeners. Absolutely. Well, I know you're passionate about what you do, and uh, that's the most important thing. And uh, hopefully you'll share that passion and that energy for uh, growing and keeping people's money. That's something everybody wants. So uh, let's start in the very beginning, Zach. I know, uh, again, you're passionate about this topic, but how did you get started? What is intention? Tell us a little bit about yourself. I, I've been lucky for a long, long time. I've just had a sense of what I was supposed to do and, and uh, what I've, I've been called to do, and that's to help people make really good choices with their money, to make informed choices, thoughtful ones, and then stay accountable to that plan. And our, our company has come about because of that. I've worked with a, a friend and colleague, Corey Schmidt, for almost 20 years together, and we, we just have this sense that we can help try to take complex things that people have to deal with in terms of their money and simplify it for them and help them make intentional choices with that money. Absolutely. Well, that's great. And, um, and that's an important mission indeed. So let's get into the nuts and bolts over here. I mean, there's a lot of people that say that they help people with their money, but what is your and your team at Intention Financial Partners uh, sort of unique value add and unique approach to helping people to intentionally use, grow, and give their money. We're going to talk about the give word in a couple of minutes. Yeah, that that part is really something exciting. I think most uh, entrepreneurs, business owners, uh, successful people in their careers have this sense that they've been helped by others along the way. They've maybe caught some breaks. Obviously, they've worked hard and they've done a great, uh, great amount of, or, or made amount of great choices uh, to become successful. But with that sense, there, there's often a desire to say, how can I help someone else? How can I give back? And so we love to explore that with people. But long before we get to that, oftentimes, people need to have a sense of confidence about where they are. And we have experienced that uh, many business owners, entrepreneurs especially, devote so much time to their work, to their business, that oftentimes their own personal financial choices are almost accidental and so we have a great process to go through and help people organize their money 
to prioritize what they want to accomplish with their with their finances, with their life, and then strategize. There's a lot of different ways to do money. And our goal is not to say this is the right way or the wrong way. It's to inform people these are ways that you can accomplish what you're trying to do. And then the fourth is maximize. It says, how do we get the most out of what we have? And oftentimes to maximize our money, we need to minimize three things. Minimize unnecessary risks, minimize fees, and minimize taxes. And that last one is a, a big part of the, the process as well. <laughs> so very intentionally, which I think is probably where that name came up, Intention Financial Partners. I'm chatting with Zach Larson, um, and I very much appreciate you coming on. So I love that approach. Um, so let's talk a little bit about philanthropy and giving back. I mean, for starters, why do you think it's important to give back to communities? And again, can you describe how you uh, do this throughout the year? Where does that sense of generosity come from? Yeah, there's both a philosophical edge to that that we don't have a ton of time to explore and a practical edge. But just to touch on the philosophical, I think from my faith perspective, there's definitely a sense of to those whom much is given, much is expected. And there's important ways that many people want to connect back just to fulfill that edge of their life to say, uh, I'd like to help other people. But there's also a very practical sense. As people make and earn and accumulate more money, we get caught in this real world uh, conundrum of there is always more. Like people will uh, find the, the house of their dreams. They'll buy the boat that they've always longed for and then they'll turn around in the harbor and see there's always a bigger boat. There's always a nicer house. And yet, if we look the other direction, there's always somebody who is struggling, uh, who, who needs a leg up. And so generosity, giving back is a balance that I've found right in the middle of that to say, yeah, there's, there's always more, but there's always other people that we can help. And so it just creates this wonderful balance. And when we do that practically, there's also some benefits that can come with that in our own finances from a tax perspective. And we're really good at helping figure out the best ways to accomplish that. Cool. 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 That's, that's fantastic. That's huge. And that's impactful, uh, which is really important. So let's, let's talk about again, the approach getting into the weeds. Can you describe how you help people to give back uh, to their communities and causes through philanthropic gifts? And, uh, and perhaps again, uh, through, like you said, uh, by cutting some of those fees and taxes and things like that, it gives people more money to play with to be able to have that impact. You bet. This is uh, obviously a, a fast forward view of it, but let's just say there's a couple different levers you can pull. One is you just give, you give to give. And so you might write a check uh, at, or put it on a credit card or make it recurring so that every month it just happens in the midst of your busyness, the gifts just go. Once we get past that level one and people experience the joy of it and feel good about giving level two, is to gift from appreciated assets. So let's say you were fortunate to buy some stocks or an index fund, and now it's growing, or maybe your business is growing and you have shares of your business you could give. So you can gift that appreciated asset directly to the charity and avoid paying capital gains taxes on it. The third way is you could bunch several years of your gifts together into one year. So if you were gonna give 10 grand a year, maybe that doesn't allow you to itemize your deductions, on your taxes, but if you bunch several years together by gifting appreciated assets, now all of a sudden you would likely qualify for an itemized deduction. And again, just a disclaimer, we're gonna work with uh, people's financial teams, their attorneys, their accountants, and, and pull all this together to make sure we're most efficient with it. 
And then the fourth thing is really cool. There, there are funds, and we all hear about like Bill Gates or ultra-wealthy people, but there are tools just like that. They have a private foundation for yourself, and one of the most commonly used is called a donor advised fund. And you can Google that, learn a bunch of information, or reach out to us, and we'll help go through the benefits of it. And the benefits are there from a tax and a fee perspective, but also just from a simplicity and intentionality piece to say, I'm, I've set aside this money, I want to give it to the places that matter to me that are making a difference in, in your own community. And that's what people want, right, Zach? They want to be able to make choices to do what they want with their money. They earned it, um, so they want to make sure that they can give it where they want, use it how they want, um, and again, like you said, not get sucked into the, the fees, the taxes, and, and some of the sort of ancillary things that sometimes just you really lose track of, of again, that, that, that potentially decent salary and where has it gone. So I want to talk about confidence in our last minute over here in retirement planning. You know, that's a, that's a big topic over there, right, Zach? How do you help your clients to have more confidence with their money? We start to shift from a mindset of net worth mentality towards one of a spending and income uh, mindset because I, I learned over many years of doing this that you don't retire on a net worth. Oftentimes, it's hard to ever have a net worth big enough to give people confidence because there's always something more or something that could happen. But people retire well when they have regular income coming in, and it could be from all sorts of different sources. Uh, real estate or businesses or pensions or annuities or dividends or interest, a lot of different ways to do it. But transferring from an accumulation men, uh, mindset and mentality towards one of utilization allows people to have confidence. And we've got cool software that helps to, to run those scenarios so people can see their probability. But then we take that probability of success and we put it into practical ways to say, this is how we're going to get you money to use it to grow it, to give it, and to make the impact that, that people want to have and to have the experiences that they choose throughout their retirement. Totally. Well, uh, Zach, I've learned a lot in our conversation, and I already feel more confident. I know our listeners will want to uh, will want to do the same and learn more and get in touch with you and your team. Again, Zach Larson from Intention Financial Partners. Zach, how can we get in touch with you and schedule a consultation and Learn more about your practice. Yeah, the best way, check us out online, of course. Uh, our website is simple. It's intention.com. That comes from two words that mean a lot to us and to our clients, intentionality and generosity. So it's I-N-T-E-N-T-G-E-N.com or connect with me on LinkedIn and uh, look forward to having good conversations. Absolutely. Zach Larson, we really appreciate you coming on and I look forward to bringing you back on real soon. Um, Thanks so much. Uh, coming up after the break, we've got a lot more small business jobs and entrepreneurship, but be sure to check out our sponsors, Tom Mirabali, healthplanchicago.com for all of your health insurance and Affordable Care Act discussions and needs. His phone number is 630-863-3477, 630-863-3477. Get on my website, sycline.com, or check out our podcast on your favorite podcast app. Just search for Get Down to Business. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. I am so excited to be rejoined by Caldwell Banker Stratford Place, uh, very own Laura Catrabone Drace. Uh, Laura, welcome back to the program. Hi, thanks. Glad to be back. It's an honor to have you. Last time when we uh, when we brought you on, we talked a little bit about your unique approach to 
again, taking care of people. Uh, Laura, as a refresher for our listeners, tell, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your practice with Caldwell Banker and who you focus on. So I have been, uh, I got my license in 1989, so that makes me old. And, uh, and my, basically, I got into the business because my, her partner, Carol, wanted to open up their own real estate office. And they told me to go get my license. And I said, why would I do that? I don't like sales people. And my cousin told me to shut up and go get my license. And what I realized was, is I'm really not a salesperson at all. I just know what to do when you want to sell your house. And I know what to do when you want to buy it. But the first thing I do when I show property is I walk in and I tell you everything I don't like about the house. I point out things that the average buyer might not even recognize. I also rehab on the side, so I have a serious eye for flaws. And I think it's important that the consumer knows the flaws. It's not that that means it's a bad house. Probably still can buy it, but you need to know the flaws before you buy it. Ain't that fascinating? Again, somebody in the world of real estate that's not focusing on the sales, but really, really focusing on, again, taking care of people, taking care of families, which is so important. So you've been doing this for uh, for uh, approximately 34 years now, um, which is incredible. And I'm sure that time has flown by. Laura, just to take a, a step back for a moment as we talk about real estate in general, what has changed in the past 34 years? How has your uh, customer base evolved? And, and tell us about those, those happy and those sad moments. <laughs> Yeah, so so many things has changed. Of course, like when and when I first got in the business, uh, we got books delivered to us, and that's how we knew what the new listings were that were on the market. So, you know, a house could have been on the market for a week before we even knew about it because we didn't get the book yet. Now, a house is on the market for thirty seconds, and it has an offer on it. Um, the market has, you know, we've had a lot of changes. I mean, the fall of the real estate market and. I can't even remember the years because they were a blur, 2008 or something, whatever the fall of the real estate market was. That was a really crazy time. You know, people were people were buying properties and turning around and selling them the next day for 30000 over what they paid for them. And, and, uh, and we're, we're sort of seeing that now, but not as bad. But the difference is, which I think is very important for people to know, the difference in when the market was crazy before was because of poor lending habits. Lenders were giving people a mortgage because they had a pulse. They had no money down. They had no skin in the game. You can't do that. Um, And so the market went crazy because everybody was out buying houses. Now the market is crazy because of basic economic, um, issues, which is we have low inventory, period. We have low inventory and people have to buy houses. And, and Laura, I hate to interrupt, but that's not unique just to the market where you where you focus on. And I know you're out of Westchester, but dealing throughout the Chicagoland area, that that low inventory is, is really across the board, isn't it? Oh, it's across the country, 100% across the country. Yes. Fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah. So again, I'm chatting with Laura Cantrabone uh, Dracy from Caldwell Banker, Stratford Place, an expert and the guru in everything real estate. Uh, cer- certainly uh, your passion comes through uh, the radio waves and we're grateful to have your subject matter expertise as a returning guest on the show. 
Laura, we have about a minute and a half remaining. And I'm curious if you have a crystal ball. What do you predict about the market? You've talked about your ups and downs and you know how things have changed over the years. But what do you expect over these next five years? I think what's going to happen in the next five years is we're going to see a stabilization. That doesn't mean that the market's going to drop. I don't think it's going to drop at all. I think what's going to happen is, is I do think in about next six months to a year that the interest rates are going to come down a little bit. And I do think that that's going to open up the market more because people that are sitting on their properties that don't want to sell because they're, they only have a 3% interest rate. Now, when they go, well, I can move up if I pay four and a half, five percent interest, they're going to do it. And we're going to see more properties on the market, which is going to just stabilize the market. And that's, that's what I think is going to happen. I think we're going to go back to real estate normal. Uh, interesting. Well, that's certainly, uh, you know, everything what goes up must come down and, uh, and the, uh, the pendulum swings from side to side. But you've been weathering the storm for 34 years uh, and beyond and uh, certainly a, uh, an expert for all of our listeners to turn to. So, Laura, I'd like to give our listeners a chance to get in touch with you and your team at Caldwell Banker Stratford Place. How can we do that? Oh, very simple. Um, my phone number is 708-212-4905. And then all the listeners will laugh when I give my email. S like Sam, P like Peter, Laura, L-A-U-R-A, at, get ready, AOL.com. Every time you're going to come on, I'm going to laugh about that because AOL, in this case, is an advantage. It shows you've been doing this and you have the expertise to prove it. So, again, Laura, thank you so much for joining us. I encourage everybody to get in touch with Laura Cantagone-Geraci from Caldwell Banker Stratford Place. We'll link in our show notes. We'll be right back after a quick break here on the show. All about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Thank you. Welcome back to Get Down for Business, the show all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. You get on my website, sycline.com. I'm so excited, truly, for this conversation. I'm joined by entrepreneur, Dr. Doreen Rivers, who has spent her life building effective business infrastructures by creating and identifying opportunities for visionaries and providing effective solutions. And in fact, uh, Doreen has recently released a book, Brain to Bank, How to Get Your Idea Out of Your Head and Cash In. That is something I know each and every one of our listeners wants to do. Doreen Rivers, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I'm so excited to talk to your audience here. I'm, I'm sure the reason they're listening to this podcast is because they have a novel idea. Most people over their lifetime have at least one great idea. And it's, you know, it's a much needed service. It's a product they've been wanting to invent. And they don't know how to get it out of their head and into the marketplace or where to start. So I'm hoping that when the podcast is over that, you know, all the listeners will know three things. Where to begin to get your idea out of your head and into the marketplace. Uh, two, what are the necessary steps that you need to do in order to get that product or service into the hands of consumers and start cashing in? And three, where to get free tools and resources that will help you succeed in launching your new business. No question about it. Yeah, absolutely. Dr. Doreen Rivers, again, the author of Brain to Bank. And Doreen, I know your favorite quote is Helen Keller's mantra, which is life is either a daring adventure or nothing. So with that, 
let's jump right in. And, uh, you know, time is ticking. So let's talk about each of those three areas. So we leave our listeners with some practical tips. Uh, let, let's go for it. Please. So, so Doreen, uh, uh, first and foremost, let's start with, again, your story and, and, and how it's led to that aha moment, which I, I know you're going to share with our listeners. Well, you know, it, it all started for me when I was about uh, eight years old and I started a business with my brother. And uh, there were all these lemonade stands all the way down our street. And these kids were selling lemonade for a penny a piece. And we looked at that and we thought, well, you know, we kind of need our own business, but we don't want to do what they're doing. What can we do that's different? So we took these uh, old fashioned ice cube trays and we filled them with Kool-Aid and put them in the freezer. And, and the trick is to remember about halfway through their freezing process is to go in and stick in the toothpicks so that when you pull and crank them out, you have these little popsicles, baby popsicles, we call them cubesicles, on a stick. And we sold them for two cents a piece, which is twice as much as what the lemonade was selling for. And yet by the end of the week, we had everybody's business. And that's how we knew we had a good idea, is that others were not selling anymore, and we were selling things they should have been selling and we were making the money, and they were not. And so one one of the questions is always, how do you know if you have a good idea worth pursuing? And and one is to look at your audience and who you are selling and what others are doing, or more really importantly, what are they not doing, and and where is a little gap there in, in that business that you can come and fill um, but absolutely. So Doreen, um, eh, you know, like you said, everybody has these, these great ideas. So let's, let's, let's talk about each of those three areas. Um, we've, we've got about, you know, three minutes before our break. And then of course we want to make sure we leave our listeners with those, those tips and where they can learn more. So Doreen, what, what messages do you want to convey to our listeners? Go ahead. I think the biggest message is this. Everybody has great ideas So why isn't yours as good or better than anyone else's? It comes down to what you need to do to get it in the marketplace. And, and, and what are those steps? And there are steps, you know, there, you have to get your entity and you have to do your business plan and you have to know who your target audience is. And the book talks about all these different things that you need to do, but it's a matter of just doing them. Do this first, then do this, then do this. And and the bottom line is, if I can do it, so can you. Absolutely. And, and again, I'm chatting with the author of Brain to Bank, which is exactly what, what this is. Ultimately, everybody wants to um, you know, make money. And I know, Doreen, you're getting ready possibly for some retirement. And indeed, that's what people want to do. You want to you work hard, um, for, you know, have accomplishments, and then hopefully make, make money off those great ideas. So absolutely, you've got to go through those steps that you mentioned, the finding subject matter experts, a lawyer, an accountant, and so on. Um, which is great. So, so again, where are we at in terms of those three things that, that you want our listeners to know? Well, the, the first thing is n- know that you have a great idea, get it tested, see, see where the gap is in the market, know who your target audience is so you know who you're selling to, then do the things necessary to get the business part running. People jump right into, oh, I want to develop this great product. And, and they create this robot that runs across their, their desk and picks up a pencil and brings it to them. And how cool is that? And, you know, at the end of the day, all they have is a cool robot. They don't have a business. 
So the book tells you how to develop the business part of it so you have a place to sell whatever it is you're, you're, you're selling, a product or a service. And, and, and the tools and the free, the free resources are on the website, braintobank.com. They're free. They will help you beyond even what is in the book um, to successfully launch your product and your new business so that you have a great uh, percentage of your efforts going into being successful. That's indeed what everybody wants. Again, I'm chatting with Dr. Doreen Rivers. Um, who is the CEO of Alpha 81 Inc., an Arizona-based firm successfully supporting corporate innovations, expansions, and exits in software technology, medical life, health sciences, education, and other industries. And she is the author of Brain to Bank, which Doreen, as you just mentioned, uh, folks can certainly, uh, again, find where, where, you know, where books are available, but certainly get on braintobank.com to get a ton of free resources. Speaking of free resources, we're going to continue our conversation and get all the advice we can from Dr. Doreen Rivers. Don't touch the bell. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Get Down Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. I'm chatting with Dr. Doreen Rivers, the author of Brain to Bank, uh, also available on the website, braintobank.com. Doreen, you've been talking about how everybody has tons of great ideas. I know my best ideas come while I'm running. Um, that, that's my moment. Um, but Doreen, you've had a lot of great ideas, and I know you help to empower and and, and uh, help everybody, including our listeners. So Doreen, you know, in today's day and age, 2023, everybody has a great idea. Like you said, a robot that walks across your desk. That's fantastic. But what does it take to really be successful at this, to be, to be a successful entrepreneur, to be a successful inventor, if you will? Well, that's, that's a great question. And I appreciate that one because uh, it's kind of the core of everything. Uh, Chapter one in the book, Brain to Bank talks about why are you doing this? And the most important thing is to know at the end of the day, why are you doing this? You're spending time and money and resources and you're giving it your all because you've had this idea for a long time and now it needs to see the light of day. Why are you really doing it? And people say, oh, I want the money. And uh, that's great, but really what's beyond that? Well, I want the money because my, uh, my, my husband was in a construction accident and he can't work. Well, why, so so why do you need to do this? Well, because I'm the only one left that can really work, so I need to do that. Well, why do you need to do that? Because my, my kids need uh, uh, some clothes for school because they don't have anything, and I refuse to go on welfare. Well, so why do they need that? Because all the kids are making fun of them, and they really want those Nikes, and I want my kids to feel accepted so they have a, a great self-confidence. Well, now you're down, you know, five levels down. I want to do this for my kids because it helps them feel better about themselves and they're going to be more productive adults if they have great self-esteem. That's at the end of all of those, why are you doing this? At the end of the day, when things are really tough in your business, which they will be because they always are, and you have tough problems to solve and you've got to grind through it, it takes grit and it takes hanging on to why are you doing this that gets you through the tough times. It's not going to be because you set up great systems and processes or because you're great at, at QuickBooks and, and you go, oh, we're in the red. I need to get in the black. It, it's none of those things. Your, 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 your why takes you through 
the hard spots and it gives you the grit and determination to keep going. And once you decide you're going to do this business, you don't quit. So why are you doing it? The grit that gets you through it. Those are the skills and, and the character traits of an entrepreneur who actually ends up being successful. And your product may change a little bit. Your target, target audience may tweak a little bit as you get into it. But why you're doing it and how you're going to keep going doesn't change because you figured out why you're doing this. And, and that's the core of the entrepreneurship um, mindset is the grit to get through the hard times. <laughs> Which absolutely uh, ties to that, uh, to the book name, uh, Brand to Bank, because again, ultimately, you, you know, folks are willing to put that hard work in, but ultimately you've got to make sure you've got all of the, all of the aspects, again, to take that idea from the brain all the way, carry it all the way, all the way through to the bank. So Doreen, I've really learned a lot from our conversation. One more time, your website and how people can find your book. The website is brain to bank brain and then the word T-O, bank.com. Uh, the book is on there. There's a, a lot of resources on there. You can also go to Amazon, but the resources are on the website, braintobank.com. There's so much there. It's free. I update it all the time to make sure you have the latest and greatest tools to help you to be successful. Well, there, Dr. Doreen Rivers, thank you so much for sharing your expertise with our listeners. I look forward to bringing you back on real soon. Thank you again. That's a wrap for us here on the show. All about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. You can always find all of the 10 plus years of shows on my website, sycline.com or on your favorite podcast app. Just search for Get Down to Business on podcast on, on Spotify, Google, Apple, no matter where podcasts are be, can be found. To success, let's get down to business. We'll talk to you next Sunday right here on AM 560, The Answer. <laughs> 